Hi there, I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. I love new beginnings. For those of you who are coming back to online learning, or for those of you who are walking into it for the very first time, welcome to the new school year. Creating a welcoming environment is an important part of setting up your learning space at home. I remember wondering, will it be okay if I fit it in this little tiny corner of our family room? And it worked just fine. If you've got a dedicated space, it'll work just fine. It doesn't matter what it looks like in anyone else's home. Look for the space that's comfortable for you and your family. Today I've invited Joan Graham. She's a learning coach, a mother of two, and a blogger. She uses her skills in writing and in graphic design to create learning graphics. These are free graphic printables for users of the K-12 curriculum to add to your learning space and enhance the learning in your home. Welcome to the podcast, Joan Graham. Let's talk about you. Tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to school your daughter with Stride K-12. Thank you so much for having me. So I am a wife and mom to two girls. Kinsley's in Virginia Virtual Academy through K-12 Stride. We live in Hampton Roads, Virginia. I was a private full-time nanny for years before becoming a mom myself. So I'm used to working with kids and I love, I love it. I guess becoming a learning coach was my calling at the end of the day. We originally chose K-12 because it was last year before the beginning of the year had started. My husband and I decided to like research our public schooling options in our state. And we had no idea that K-12 stride at the time it had even existed. He was on his way to work one day and someone called in on a radio show he was listening to and spoke about it. So he came home all excited and did his research. And he's like, I think we should try it. Let's sign up. If it doesn't work out, put her in the local school and just see how it goes. I'm like, all right, let's, let's give it a try. So we signed up and she had started kindergarten from the beginning of the year last year and is now going into first grade with the same school. We chose to stay because honestly, the curriculum, you you cannot beat the curriculum at all. We absolutely love it. And she was thriving with the virtual school environment and the community of learning coaches and the community that our school provides as well. We couldn't find that somewhere else or ask for a better community at the same time. I'm really glad that you mentioned that the learning coach community helped and that the school helped and and you enrolled in a pandemic year. So it's, it's kind of a challenge to go through those kinds of things because by all means, that was not a a regular or a normal situation. You still saw some growth in your daughter and you've got a preschooler too. I do. So Cora is three. And when Kinsley was younger, I created a very loose curriculum, preschool curriculum to do at home with them. So during the day, Cora follows the same curriculum and works alongside me and Kinsley. So she's still being challenged and learning while Kinsley's at home learning as well. I love that. Schooling at home is just what you do. So the little preschooler is just what you do. Yes. (laughs) That's great. It's interesting because there's no pressure for the preschooler. A preschooler will often watch what's happening to the, with the older child and, and catch up. We have noticed that she catches on very quickly. So while I'm working with Kinsley, especially with phonics, if she's just sitting in the same room and hears us, you don't realize how much they absorb until she's repeating it back to you later and and gets it. So it's a win-win situation. (laughs) That sounds good. And you said you love the curriculum. What were some things about the curriculum that enticed you? Phonics. I was so worried about 
teaching the girls to read or how to get them to get it when it comes to word sounds and sounding words out, especially with Kinsley, my oldest, because when she started kindergarten, she was not very familiar with all of the letters, no matter how much I tried, she just wasn't getting it all the way. So when we had started school and we were using the K-12 curriculum, their phonics program took her from not knowing some of her letters to reading well above her levels that I did not expect out of her. She tested last year at the end of the year, 98% higher than other kids her age nationally for reading. And I couldn't ask for a better program than that. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I'm glad that you've had this kind of an experience. And it looks like your experience has been so successful that you are a blogger. And it's fun that you've used that writing skill that you have to address other families who are schooling at home. Tell us about your writing and a little bit about your blog. And I think it's called Oh My Gram with Joan. Yes. So I tried starting a blog years ago and didn't really feel like I had a platform or a voice. And then since becoming a learning coach, I love helping and I love creating printables. So I figured recreating a blog that I now felt I had that voice and platform for helping other learning coaches. It gives me a place to put out all the resources that I create for other families, especially when it comes to printables like posters and poster sets that they don't have to spend money on. They just go on and click on the file link and print them to use in their own learning spaces. You've offered a lot of these and do you create them yourself? Yes, I do. Some of them take me hours. Others I can just whip up really quickly. Usually it's things that I find useful for my own daughters. And I know if it's useful for my children, then other families might find it just as useful. I love that. Now our listeners can't see behind you, but I have the privilege of seeing and I'll get, I'm going to capture a shot with your permission okay. and we'll share that with our listeners today. But behind you, you've got some amazing, beautiful things to look at as well as learn from. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So we have a spare bedroom at our house, which is not large. My girls share a room so that we have this space, but having a dedicated learning room lets us create a whole classroom. And I love that when I sat down with my daughters and talked ideas with them, they wanted a pencil theme for school. My goal was to create an area that was educational as well as motivational and inspirational for the girls so that they liked being in here and liked learning. And so when they come in here, they also know that it's time to be in school mode. It's time to learn and focus and not worry about toys or distractions going on outside of this room. That's interesting. So is that a, is that a tip you share with families? Yes, it is. It's helpful to have a place where you can shut the door and shut out some of the the distractions that happen to take place during the day. And yet many families have to use that kitchen table because that's the space that they have. Yes. And that's what I love about K-12 is you get to create your own space. So what works for us might not work for another family and you do what works for your student and what helps them work best. So if it's a desk in the living room or dining room, and that's where they enjoy being, then by all means, do what works for you and your family. Did you have some experiences? You mentioned that you had a, had a blog experience before and that you realized that you could turn your energies and ideas into support for other people that were experiencing what you are. Can you share any other tips that might have led to, to the development of this blog? I found myself repeating a lot of the same things in the school groups. 
So I figured having, and I was cluttering the feeds too, and I would post resources and post ideas and I didn't want to continue doing that. So I just decided that creating a blog for myself to have one spot and one space to share everything would be easiest. And then now I'll just kind of sometimes direct people there. But so far, a lot of other learning coaches are pulling each other like, hey, come check this out, which I find helpful too, because then I can get offer those resources and support to as many learning coaches as possible. Well, it's working. And one of the things that caught my eye is that you participate in the K-12 Behind the Scenes Facebook group. And that's a group that allows experienced families to answer questions for new families who want to know more. Learning coaches need to support learning coaches. And the best advice doesn't necessarily come from a corporation. It comes from another parent, a mother, who's in the room with her child and has the same experience. So what you're doing is offering great opportunities for families to share in your experience. And I like something else that you said. You said that it might work for you. It might not. But it's an idea to start that thinking process. Yes. And ideas generate ideas. That's something a staff member at our school had mentioned to me at the beginning of last year. And she's like, keep doing what you're doing because you're you're giving me ideas too. And she has been with the program. I think her youngest graduated. So like 10 years, I believe. And she really inspired me a lot too, to just kind of keep putting stuff out there because it helps. It does help, Joan. And I really appreciate it. So let's talk about some of these ideas that you've been sharing. And one that, I, that really caught my eye was a list of virtual learning tips for learning coaches. Can you review some of those with us? And we're going to share them. We're going to put a link to your blog in our podcast today. And then specifically to this post, because I found it to be on point and we want to share this valuable information. So let's go through a few of those. Okay. So the first one I talk about is preparing in advance. Plan your week, your months, and even sometimes important days throughout the year ahead of time. When it comes to me, we have a home life and family life and dates come up, appointments come up on top of school and bringing a learning coach and having meetings. So having a planner with everything all in one spot can keep you on top of things and not missing any important dates or things coming up in the future. So you recommend some specific planners to use as well that have worked for you or just some organization skills? Yes. It was really hard for me to find pages that directly related to being a learning coach. So I went ahead and designed planner pages specifically for learning coaches so they can keep all of those school-related things in order and organized in their planner. And that's what's nice about having a discount planner is you can pop pages in and out as you need them or don't need them. I like that. Yeah. And being a learning coach, it's really important to have things functional. So had that functionality and having a good planner that fits all of your needs is important. Great. Let's talk about another idea. Create a school-only email. This idea was given to me by another learning coach last year. And I found myself sometimes sifting through junk emails to find those important ones, even in an email that I only use for important things. You don't realize sometimes when you sign up for certain newsletters that they include other emails with them that constantly come in. So having a school-only email, what I call my learning coach email, allows me to not have to sift through. Only those important emails come to that account. And then... Setting up a work zone. I spoke about our classroom. You get to create this space to your own liking, to what works for you and your student, what helps them learn best. And don't compare your learning spaces to what other learning coaches are doing because what works for you in the space that you have available will not always match what another family has available. I DIY'd nearly everything in our room for the decorations because I'm a crafty person in general. Other learning coaches might not have that kind of time on their hands. So if you just have a little corner set up in your living room and it works, keep doing it and don't feel bad at the end of the day comparing yourself because it 
doesn't do you any good as a learning coach. The Facebook comparison life. They're showing us their best and we know our worst. So the comparison is not is not valid or fair. I appreciate this. I think it's also important to consider as the children grow, to let them participate in the decorating and designing. And as long as it isn't too distracting, I remember those were some of the best times that I even shared with my family. Yes, my girls loved being included. And like I said, they chose the pencil theme. So they helped even sit with me at my sewing machine to sew some pencil pillows together and stuff. And when it came to hanging posters, they were included and hanging them up, you know, putting the tape on the pages for me and stuff like that. And it gets them excited for the school year. It does. There's something wonderful. And that's one thing teachers do is they decorate a classroom so that when the student walks into the room, they know it's a learning environment. They're excited. It's a warm and welcoming place for learning. So if you can create that at home, you've got some good things going. So excellent tip. Let's take a look at your next one. Keep things fun. Virtual learning is not supposed to be on a computer all day long, especially with a K-12 started school. It's not even set up to be that way. So don't skip the book work. And when your school offers enrichment clubs and meetings just for fun, even during certain holidays, our school has a student engagement specialist. So we have Fava's best blended experience schooling together. And Mrs. Carey is awesome at offering enrichment and extra meetings for kids to keep things fun outside of school. And it keeps virtual school cool and it keeps the kids interested in coming back too. So I really suggest not skipping as many of the fun meetings as possible. And we also supplement our curriculum with crafts and stuff. So if Kinsley's reading a certain book, we'll do a book craft for it. For social studies last year, she was visiting certain places in the curriculum. So I created her a fake little passport And she would write down a few facts about each country that she had visited and then pop in a sticker, like her little passport stamp. And it really kept her engaged in wanting to learn about more countries because she wanted to keep collecting those stickers. What a great idea. And she was involved the whole way. Yes. And you've got the enthusiasm. That's something that's important to keeping things fun. You've got to be high energy and and enthusiastic about what you're learning also. Those are important things to remember that the enthusiasm and fun goes both ways. Yes, your attitude as a learning coach really matters because if you're not involved or I don't want to say inspired, but not motivated to keep things fun for your student, they really feed off your energy at the end of the day. And if you're not enjoying it, they're not going to enjoy it. Uh, Your next one. Let's take a brain break. Yes. All right. (laughs) Yes. Brain breaks. Sometimes I find even myself needing to walk away a few uh, for a few minutes, especially if a topic is especially hard for the student or even if I'm struggling on finding a way to explain it to her in a way she understands. And the learning coach guidebooks are really great at laying everything out for you, but not all students learn the same way. So when things get rough, just walk away for a few minutes, take a break, get a snack, stretch a little And then come back with a fresh mind and a fresh outlook to sit back down and go at it again. And these really help even between subjects so that you're not sitting at your desk all day long for a long stretch of time. You can break it up. And that's what's really nice about schooling at home is you get to create that schedule yourself. You can. I love that part. That's great. So taking a brain break. Now let's talk a little bit more about that flexibility. Yes. So being flexible, everyone learns differently. And over time, you're going to learn ways that your student learns best. So don't be afraid to teach them certain subjects in new ways. And these include hands-on manipulatives for math. We a lot of times use mini erasers or mini cars for counting because sometimes just scratching lines on a paper, it doesn't click for them all the way. My daughter loves 
being able to move her manipulatives around. Being flexible includes flexible seating. So comfortable seating. I created a small reading area so that if my daughter doesn't want to sit in her computer chairs, she can pop over and sit in the big comfy chairs with the pillows and she can do school there too with her workbooks. Just having comfortable seating and seating options can be important and a fun aspect in your learning space too. I like that. One of my daughters decided that spelling could only be done on the trampoline (laughs) and, and you know, it worked. Yes. Whatever works for your student. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever works, works. And that's the hint of being flexible and not having things look so much like a classroom, but rather a learning area. Yes. Very good. Thank you, Joan. These are just a few of her ideas that you can find on her blog, some tips and some hints to help learning coaches, along with her great printables that will look good in any learning environment. What are some other things that you have been inspired to post? The printable posters. So I know a lot of families, especially myself, we don't always have a ton of money to spend accessories for our learning area. And one way that I counteracted that was designing them myself. And my girls love these posters. They're all over the room. I have a whole art set, a phonics set. And I spent a lot of long hours putting some of them together. I know that sharing them allows other families that might not have the money to spend on a bunch of accessories for their learning areas too, the opportunity to have the same accessories available or same resources available to them. Thank you for that. We'll put a link to those posters that you have created on our podcast today. What is the best thing or the best advice you can offer a family who's getting ready to start the school year? Be organized. You don't have to have everything for your learning area. It can just be a desk and don't overstress and overthink things in the beginning of the year. The very first few weeks before the courses start in the OLS, you're thrown a lot of information and it can get a little bit overwhelming in the beginning of the year. And if you stress out, you're immediately like, what am I going to do? And asking a million questions. But I promise that after you get in contact with those teachers, after they're assigned that in classes start, things start to fall into place. So don't overthink it. It will all make sense once classes start and you start the interaction and having contact with the teachers. So spend your time as you're getting ready to do some of the things that Joan's suggesting, getting ready with your learning space, organizing yourself so that as that information comes in, you can begin to absorb it. And it isn't put in a a place to read on the first day of school, which then panic will ensue. You have sound advice, Joan, and it's wonderful to see that you are reaching out to support other learning coaches with your valuable ideas and experience. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to K-12 on Learning, sponsored by Stride. To learn more about online public schools powered by Stride K-12, our Stride career prep programs that foster lifelong learning, or any of our private school or individual course offerings, please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review. We hope you'll join us next time for K-12 on Learning.